If that's you and you spent X amount on courses, I don't care if it's 10,000 or hundred grand, don't use that as an excuse to not do real estate. Use it as, okay, I screwed up. Now find someone really in the trenches that knows how to teach you to do this and get after it. Don't lose your dream on that. This is the naked truth about real estate investing. Your host, Javier, has already been through all the brain damage of this business, so you don't have to go through it. That way, you're not exposed to all of the risk of losing your shirt or getting caught with your pants down. So let's dive into another no BS episode right now. All right, today I'm actually very, very excited. I got Chris Prefontaine from Rhode Island, Newport, Rhode Island. And this is actually the first investor that I've ever spoken to in Rhode Island, but it's pretty amazing. He's going to talk about, he's been in real estate for a long time and he went through the 2008 cycle and he lost his shirt for three, four years. It was stressful. And now he's going to talk about his strategy. So he, that doesn't happen to him again. He doesn't sign on loans. He doesn't talk to a banker. He says he gets to sleep at night. He controls $80 million of real estate and doesn't have a single bank loan on it. It's pretty cool. He does coaching, but he's also partnered with his students. He's doing deals. He has the pulse on the market. He's not a guru. He's a do-ru. D-O. He actually does what he preaches, what he talks about. And he's going to talk about the cycle. He's going to talk about some deals that is the three ways to get paid You know when you do deals on terms. So very, very exciting. I'm very happy to have Chris. You know, I'm going to go ahead and just let Chris introduce himself, what he does, his experience, his background, and uh, what he's working on right now. So go ahead, Chris. Yeah, good stuff, Javier. Can't wait to do stuff together. Uh, just as a backdrop, I won't go 30 years because you guys would fall asleep, but I've been at this 30 years last September. That ranged from owning a brokerage to building poems to raise the roof, condo conversions, all, all the stuff in between. And then that led up to the crash of 08, though. I'll just fast forward. Coming out of the crash of 08, we had to kind of redefine and re-engineer what the hell we're doing because I got beat up. And it was because I signed personally on all kinds of crap. And I thought that was the way to buy real estate back then. So coming out of the crash, we said, it's my son-in-law, Zach, and my son, Nick, and I, and a great team now. We said, all right, what are the kind of rules, so to speak? And they were things like, okay, we're not signing personally on bank loans. We're not taking bank loans, period, end of story. We're not raising capital with, with private investors. We're doing everything on terms. For those of you not familiar with the, just the word terms, it's just creative real estate. And so we buy things on lease purchase, owner financing, or sub to existing financing. I don't care what kind of property it is, but we focus on single families. As I said to you, Javier, before the show, I, we do it with multis too. But if, when I'm teaching by and large on a national level, I just I, we teach single families. But people have been doing real estate this way since 1600s. You know, cars, boats, real estate doesn't matter. So that's a real fast 30 minute, 30 second on 30 years story. All right. Perfect. So a uh, fun fact about Ro- Rhode Island, about 15 years ago, I was in Providence and a uh, really good friend of mine got married and he invited me to the, to the wedding. So I don't know what part of Rhode Island, Rhode Island you are, but I was in Providence. Well, okay. So here's a story that ties to the crash then. Not you probably there right after that because 15 years ago, not probably- uh... Yeah, it was, it was about 2008. Okay, Which... perfect. So there was a pro- I'm in Newport. It's a three-town island. It's about 30 minutes from there. But we had a project there. We had a six-unit building. We converted it to condos. And they were selling like hotcakes for 180 175 the first two or three. And then the market, it's like you flipped a switch. I couldn't sell one for 52 grand after the crash. Crazy. Oh, my gosh. That's like- So that was a nice little lesson right there. Yeah. Insane. Wow. Well, yeah. Well, let's, actually, I want to hit that, right? Because you've been through a cycle, right? I don't speak to many people that have been through an actual cycle. So let's hit a couple of those points, right? A couple of things you, that you're going to do different is it's going to be non-recourse loans. Basically, if you're going to get a loan, if you get a loan, it's a non-recourse basically means it's not. If we do, we don't, we don't yeah. even do that. But yes, okay. I agree. If you could do that, yes. And then terms, 
And uh, so talk a little bit about terms, right? Um, how you can buy anything with real estate. You can buy, you can roll down the street and see a tractor and walk up to the guy and be like, hey, uh, can we buy this tractor? You can barter, you can pay 100%. him a little bit up front. You can just pay him nothing. I mean, whatever, right? So talk to us a little bit about that. Okay. So I'll start with the thing that I think is for a new investor or someone that's experienced listening that says, I'd like to tack this on to what I'm already doing. An easy avenue into this terms world is lease purchase. And the reason is you're not transferring deed. You're just going on and clouding title. So you have equitable interest. You're securing the property, the lease purchase. You're yep. doing that in our agreements for 10 bucks. Literally, our agreements are pre-done. We've been using them now for 13, 14 years and they're $10 deposits. You then go out, we go out and we find a buyer. Right now it's rampant post-COVID, but we find a buyer who needs time. Credit repair might be necessary or no credit repair. They're self-employed because there's a major entrepreneur flux now into entrepreneurial world, you know, from corporate America since COVID. So they might need seasoning. Whatever the reason is, the buyers need time. We put them in the homes and we create three paydays every single deal, which we've trademarked uh, federally. So three paydays instead of one. The lease purchase then is an easy way to enter this whole terms world. I think what, what you'd love is, because you can do this on any property too, and that is the, the owner financing world for us is even niched down more. It's free and clear property. Right now in the US, probably 30% or so of properties are free and clear. It's a lot of property. And so we're not always dealing with people that just need help. We're talking about free and clear, people that get it, people that are savvy, people that will wait for their money over time. And we usually do that with principal-only payments. Principal-only payments, no, no interest. So let's hit that a little bit, right? So you, will you do a uh, somebody who has a mortgage on their house and then somebody that doesn't have a mortgage. So kind of talk to us, what is, uh, what's the difference, right? What's good and bad of each one? Yeah. Yeah. A couple of things, no particular order. If it's your house, let's say it's your house, Javier, and, and you've got a mortgage on it. There's different scenarios within that, but I'll just play one out. You could be behind, you could be upside down, or you could have equity. Sure. Uh, let's just say, let's give you some equity in this scenario. Okay. Good, good. So you got a $300,000 house, you got 50 grand equity, you owe 250. Lease purchase, especially if you're comfortable, you're not stressed out financially, you just want all your money. At least purchase is probably the best route. And that's going to say this to you. It's going to say, we're going to take over our responsibilities. We're going to pay the underlying debt. We're going to pay you that $50,000. We're going to pay it on or before some term. Let's call it three years for this discussion. So okay. three years go by, you're getting your 50 grand out. You know it's locked in. You have zero responsibility in the meantime. I, I got the house. And we pay off your loan too. But remember, your loan's not 250 anymore, right? It's some subset of that. And so that's where we pick up our payday three. And we can go to the paydays in a, in a minute here, but that's a, a nice, easy lease purchase route for a seller that does not have to give up ownership. They're comfortable. They just have that equity. They don't need it today. They can wait over time. That's the perfect scenario with a, with a lease purchase with someone who has equity. equity. If you have that same mortgage, 250, and the house is worth 250, or you're behind or any stress financially, it's probably going to fall into the subject to purchase category because you need closure. You can't afford it. You can't get out of it. You are stressed out. We're going to buy it, but the loan's going to stay in your name. Sub two means subject to existing financing for the listeners. Perfect. Okay. And uh, so what happens if uh, that, that person goes and wants to buy another house? So they, they really can't, right? Just because, or it just depends on their finances. Maybe Great their, question. Maybe their credit's not good, or maybe they don't have a, the right debt to income ratio. They just got to yeah, hold Yeah, it does depend on that. People say right across the board, either you can or you can't. That you can't do that. So every deal is kind of what you said. Yep. Um, if they qualify their debt to income, et cetera, they can go get another one. Some banks, however, will count my agreement with you in that scenario. They'll, some of them will count it 100% and they'll go qualify you independently. Some will say, I need six months seasoning to see that you're not paying the mortgage. Or some will say, I can count 75% of it on your DTI. They're all different. I tell the sellers, go ahead and shop it. It's best, frankly, in this market, especially if a seller says, yeah, I'll lock in that equity 
and I'll go rent while the market does whatever it's going to do. Who, who knows in the next year or so? And then yeah. they're probably safer. But yeah, they can go buy if they if they're strong enough. Wow. Okay. That's, that's yeah, pretty interesting because yeah, I did a couple of those when I when I used to do a single family. Yeah. Um, we did a, a owner finance or you know kind of a lease option. Well, it was owner finance because it was free and clear, right? Nice. It was like it was a, like a seventy five thousand dollar house, and then I sold it for like one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. And uh, I gave the guy five grand, but the guy who bought the house for me gave me 15. Yeah. Right. So there, there was go. a spread there. Right. And yep. then moving forward, right. They're like at eight and a half percent interest. I'm like at four. So yeah, I make that spread. And then when we close in the next five years, you know, I'm due like a $30,000 payment, something like that. So, so you were creating um, three paydays. Yeah. You just didn't, you just didn't yeah. trade market. That's all. Yeah, I didn't trade the market. Right. <laughs> and you know what? And it came out of necessity just because like, how can I make this deal work? And the guy was super flexible. Him and his sister, they just wanted money. You know, they, they weren't like stressed for, they just didn't, they didn't want it anymore. Right. They just didn't Love want it. to deal with the property. And you know what the gr- great part about it is the market's appreciated that hundred and even though I sold it for like 110, it's worth like 200 right now. Yeah. Good for them, right? right? It's so a great for this, for the yeah. buyer. That's awesome. Yeah. So they will be able to finish it out because, you know, they're, they're paying a nice monthly check and they'll be able to clear that out, which is great. Now on the flip side, if they can't pay me, right. Unfortunately, I have to take the property back and now I have a hundred thousand dollars spread, Right. On the back end, right? If, if that buyer can't can't perform, right? You set them up to win clearly, and this is a big point actually. So let's talk about that. You set them yep. up to win, and if they don't, they don't. If they have a life event, so a lot of people that do the rent own like us, this is a big issue. Kind of goes with what we we're talking about before the show. You'll go online right now. You can go on YouTube and type this in, and, and you'll hear mentors, educators who may not have done a deal lately, whether they did or not. They're saying, "Yeah, you can put a rent own buyer in, take a deposit, and who cares if they ever get qualified?" Well. I guess legally that they might be set up to protect themselves with that, but morally and ethically, it stinks. We set up our buyers to win. My son, Nick, is a buyer specialist. We make sure they get qualified. We make sure the housing ratios, everything's going to be okay, except for whatever issue they're working on. Could be credit. So that we're going to set them up to win and cash that property out. We got about a 2 to 5% failure rate on that, a default rate, because life happens. COVID happens, divorce, you know, things happen, yep. but by and large, we're cashing them out. And so same as what you just said, Hey, I set them up to win, but if they have a life event, then okay. It's all right. Tell me your, your, your default rate again. What was that? Two to 5%. Holy yeah, crap. That is all insane. the things we do. That is insane because we'll talk about the gurus in a minute. And uh, so I've heard a lot of gurus talk about this kind of, kind of the same subject. And they, they're like over 50%, right? It's usually inverse because- relationship to what I yes. said. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, well, like that's because their attitude is they don't give a shit. That's why. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about that, right? Because you do coach, you do coaching and all over the country, you partner or you're, you call your students associates, right? Because you, you kind of you merge together and you guys do deals together. So I just called you a guru, D-O-G-U-R-U instead of a guru, right? So let's talk about that. Let's, let's talk about people who, people out there who are looking for a coach. So I'll put it this way right before we hit it, because I have my own opinion, right? And, I'll, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I think I've, I've said it a few times in the show. For me, well, I'll say it now. Like for me, I would like if I'm going to learn from somebody, somebody who's actually in the trenches, knows what the interest rates are, knows what the problems are, knows like what the pulse of the market, right? Now, there could be a coach and they can teach. Or I use the Bill Belichick scenario, right? He never yeah. played in the NFL, but he's right. an amazing coach, right? So what do you balance that? So what are your thoughts on that? Okay, my thoughts, generally speaking, are this. There's going to be changes in the market no matter when you and I are on the show talking. It's just going to keep happening, right? Okay, if you know that, then here's my simple three-step formula. In my opinion, once you pick your niche, number one, could be with you, with multi, could be with me. I'm not so naive to think you got to go with where I'm going. Whatever it is you do, number two, pick someone that's been at it and has had at least two cycles of either life events or economic cycles. Because when I say or life events, right now we got the world going on. We have post-COVID, we have uncertainty. In my case, 9-11, my son's accident in 2003 when he was in a coma. Like those are all things 
that cause you to pivot. And when people are being coached by you, they're going to have these problems. They're going to have these life events, sadly. And so they need to come to someone and lean on them. If you've never been through that, you shouldn't be coaching them. And for the students out there that are looking for a coach, do those first two steps. When I say get behind someone that's had experience, I also mean get behind them, meaning you agree with their morals, their ethics, their values, everything, right? Because if you follow someone that's successful in real estate, but they screwed up their kid's relationship and their wife and or husband, what are you following? I mean, the whole picture. And then if that lines up, third, follow them or follow the community or whatever for 36 months with, with blinders on. Because we tend to see too many students jumping, looking for the shiny object. Yep. You're never going to find it. You're going to keep jumping. Find a niche, vet it out for free because you can do that on the internet now. And then once you find it, get that person and then stay with it for three years. That's my strong opinion because then you'll have success. You can't screw it up. Yeah. So that's one of the biggest things, right? There's just so much information, so much information. There's all kinds. Do you wholesale? Do you, do you sell notes? Do you lease option, right? Do you do rent to own subject to? Right. Even though those, those kind of fall in the same area. Do you buy commercial? Do you buy single family? Do you buy mobile home or the mobile home park? Do you buy land? Do you buy lots? Do you build? It's like, holy crap, right? There's just yeah. so much. In the, and there's still even more, right? We haven't hit them all. Trying to get from um, the education side where I've, I've, people have reached out to me and said, hey, look, I've, I spent 30, 40, 50K and I've taken like 15 courses and like, man, you just got to focus, you know? Let me guess. They haven't done a deal either. This happens all the time. Deal, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, okay. So Chris. we have yeah, two scenarios have here, two in our community right now. Now there's more, but I'm saying high, high level yeah. where they spend six figures before meeting us, a male and a female, coincidentally, different markets in the country, six figures. One of them, the spouse was like adamant that they don't even buy our simple course, let alone our coaching. Now, fast forward, they join our associate program, created a master over a million dollars and paid a th- one, twos and threes, and they never did a deal before. So don't use, if that's you, just had another note last night come through our system. It said some woman experienced this. If that's you and you spent X amount on courses and X amount pisses you off, I don't care if it's 10,000 or hundred grand, don't use that as, as a crutch or an excuse to not do real estate. Use it as, okay, I screwed up. Now find someone really in the trenches that knows how to teach you to do this and get after it. Don't lose your dream on that. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, it's definitely key. I mean, I, people ask me all the time about coaching and mentoring, things like that. And I believe in that. Like I, I, I truly in my heart believe you should get a mentor. You should find a coach. And, but you got to vet them very well, right? Somebody that fits yep. your personality, like you said, your morals, your investor personality, kind of this, the, the niche that you want to do. And you definitely got to stick with it. But you know, if you find the right one, it's great. You know, you, you know, you're going to you're gonna pay for it because it's a lot easier to, it's cheap, a lot cheaper and quicker to pay somebody with experience to teach you and guide you then to go try to do it on your own, right? Or, or just go shop around at five, seven, eight different seminars. You're just going to be information overload, right? Just, just do a little bit of research, like you said, find your niche and then stick with somebody who's an expert at that and is actively doing deals. Yeah, 100%. And, and a lot of people, uh, let me make two distinctions to what you just said with deals. So some people want to come into our community and they say, I just want to do five or six deals a year. I mean, our three paydays, have you go from like 45 grand to 250, depending on your market per deal. So, okay. So some people might say, I love my job. God love them if they do. And they just want to do four or five deals a year. Okay. But most people come in our community saying, show me the pathway to scale this and actually grow a company. In which case it takes a lot of mindset and a lot of work. That's a different role than you're used to. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So tell me a little bit about like kind of like a couple of projects like that you've guys done with some of the students. Just give me a couple of examples. Um, they're all over the place. I love the I love the free and clear deals with students like we're working on now. We have we do have another company that's called Wicked Smart Finance in case the students run into a deal where I know, Chris, you teach no money down, but I got this deal. So-and-so needs X amount. X amount's like 10 grand, 20 grand, 30 grand. We'll finance it even. 
and we'll split the profits with them. So we can do deals with no money or money now, but we did a little deal in Ohio recently with an owner financing deal. And the reason I love it is this house is like a, maybe a 180 grand purchase, but the profit in it is over six figures. And people go, I don't get it. How can you do that? Our deals with owner financing are principal only payments. So if you look at our three paydays, the third payday is all the principal pay down that we got, plus the markup in the house, like when you mark your house up. Yep. So you start talking about a principal pay down of a grand a month, let's say, and you structure four or five year terms, that is massive profit coming off that you're not paying for, your tenant buyer is. And so a recent deal we did was the finance company. So we had to put a little bit down. I think it was like eight grand. But the principal pay down on this deal, the monthly spread on this deal and the upfront on this deal, all three paydays is like 113 grand on 180 purchase. Think about yep. that. It's crazy. Yeah. That's one of the biggest things that I love about lease option, owner finance or terms. They're just, people understand how you can get paid. Yeah. yeah. There's a spread on the interest. There's a spread on the price of their house. You pay down a mortgage. And then when it's time to refinance, you only owe X amount of dollars to the seller. Right. right. And there's a big spread, you know, for you to, you know, you know, share in the profits or take the profits. It's really, uh, when I actually started in real estate, that was what I learned at the very beginning, which I thought was fascinating. And I was able to use it throughout my flipping and wholesaling business, or even like I would even take a property on a owner finance and uh, flip it, you know, like, you know, but here, I'm just going to pay your mortgage for the next six months. I'll yeah. move you out. I'll give you five grand and then I'm going to flip the property. Right. And I'll just pay off your mortgage. Right. I could have done a, I could have done a lease option terms, but there was just such a big spread on the flip that I would do it that way sometimes too. There's a lot of, well, you, a lot of options. You, you just brought up something really cool. So you, you, you just talked about a pivot on the fly there. Yep. There's always the deal after the deal after the deal. We take some of our students that have like eight to 12 properties, not when they're brand new, but when they get up to like eight or 12, then we look at their portfolio. We do this live at our events. It's fun to watch. And we say, all right, let's take two of those. Let's see what the terms are with the seller. Let's see how we can maybe renegotiate that and turn that three or four or five-year deal into a 10 or 15 or 20-year deal. We call that wealth stacking. So you can keep pointedly, keep some of your properties and pointedly cash them up. Yeah, that's super cool, Chris. Um, I really appreciate you being on the show and sharing. Uh, I know you got a book. You got a couple of items. What do you have out there for the listeners? Yeah, we got, um, so we got the Amazon bestseller. We got a few, but the first one we did, and then we revised it right during COVID, coincidentally. It, so we got it very updated. Real estate on your terms, hardcover, hard copy book. We'll give it to all your listeners. As I told you before the show, I want to give them a gift. And they also will get the deal structure overtime book. It's where we took all our deal structures like that are on YouTube for free to watch, all of them. Like we give you the good, the bad, the challenging, but we, get, we call this overtime, deal structure overtime. And it goes behind the scenes and says, here's all the nuances that took place in this deal. That's the book. Really cool, real practical. You'll get both of those. Just go to wickedsmartbooks.com forward slash the naked truth. wickedsmartbooks.com forward slash the naked truth. Yeah, I and mean, that'll be in the show notes as well. And we'll share it with everybody. Uh, just, awesome. just link below and get the book from Chris. So this is called The Naked Truth about real estate investing. And I don't know if you've been through a cycle. So tell me what was... The worst mistake I guess you've made in real estate and um, how do you preventing that from happening again? It's what I alluded to earlier. I wish it was more sexy to talk about, but the fact is I had good credit. I signed on loans. The market went tanked by a half or two thirds and the banks came knocking. There's no way of candy coat that. And so it was an ugly four years, health, stress, uh, banks, everything up my butt. And I'd never do that again. The difference now is I put my head on the pillow at night. I'm not on one single loan. We control 80 million in real estate. And I know I'm not signed personally. I'm not talking to a banker like ever again. So that, that, that's simple thing for you to do. That is awesome. That's great advice. I, I really appreciate you being on the show. And um, which brings me actually to the best part of the show. So you see this roulette, the naked truth roulette, Chris. So I'm going to ask you three random questions. And uh, it's got nothing to do with real estate, that, right? So we can just know that Chris 
from Rhode Island is not just a machine, right? He's not a machine. He's actually a, let's see, uh, check out his personality. So here we go. Sound effects and all. I love it. All right. And uh, this is awesome. I know you said, I think you said you were married. So. Yep. 36 years. My all right. Great. Well, hopefully it stays another 36 years because the first question is, if you could take anybody on a date, any celebrity on a date, who would it be? Uh, what's the one I just, uh, Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. Hey, look, you know what? Yeah, you're Julia Roberts, something about her, but definitely, definitely not, not bad. So I put that question like five times in this roulette. So you might get it the next two times. So you got to have one, two, and three, just because I want my guests to answer that question. All right. Awesome. Great answer. Next question for Chris out of Rhode Island, Newport. All right. So, all right. What is uh, your favorite food or what is the food of your city, your state? What do you, uh, what do you simple. I'm in, I'm in Newport, Rhode Island, and you can't be here without getting seafood. And mine is salmon. Salmon. Awesome. My wife makes the salmon once a week. She puts like honey mustard on the John mustard. And uh, I don't know, parsley. I don't know what she does, man. The kids love it. The dog. Love it. <laughs> I mean, it's like we can all smell it. We know when she's making it. It's good stuff. Yep. All right. Last question for Chris. All right. Great. All right. We'll get a we'll get a date you here a little bit. What was your favorite cartoon as a kid? Oh, um, so much. So I have a tattoo. Uh, Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny, man. Look at that. I got a tattoo with Bugs Bunny and a hockey stick. Look at that. It's Bugs Bunny and Hockey Stick. Look, I used to watch Bugs Bunny so much when I was a kid. And when I was a kid, you know, I'm 43, but I remember when there was only cartoons on Saturday. Yeah. Like, and I were on, on, during the weekday, like maybe from like 6 to 7 a.m. And then on Saturday from like 6 to noon. And then that guy would start painting like, oh, this is so boring. You know, <laughs> after the cartoons, right? The guy yep. started doing the painting. I, so I remember like it was yesterday. Like, like, I, I, I forget. Yeah. You know, kids have like, they, they have cartoons like, you know, every day, every second, like 24 yeah, hours crazy. a day. Anyways. So Bugs Bunny, that's awesome. I haven't thought about Bugs Bunny in a long, long time. There you go. Chris, I uh, appreciate being on the show. Any, any last comments, anything you'd like to say? Um, your website for uh, your coaching program, anything like that? Please feel free uh, to. No, that, that link's awesome. And you have other links. I'm, so I'm not worried about that. Just for the, for the listeners to know, don't listen to the, pre- the media, please don't. Just go talk to sellers. There's plenty of deals in your area. And it's a great time. You're not going to time it any better. Awesome. Well, I appreciate being on the show, guys. This is uh, amazing. You got somebody who's doing uh, coaching, but also partners with his uh, students or his associates. They're doing deals. That is awesome. I love to see that. People who are actually educating, but also doing projects because they have a pulse on the market. So, Chris, thank you uh, once again. And this is Javier Hinojo, your host. Don't lose your shirt. Just as promised, I like to give out free stuff, some tools and tips that's actually helped me in my business. There's nothing out there like getting some free stuff that people have spent a lot of time, energy in putting together. It's like a referral. Somebody asked me for an electrician. You don't know what kind of brain damage I had to go through to give you this good referral for an electrician. You got to appreciate referrals from people, okay? Because they went through a lot to find that one good person. So I'm going to give you my due diligence template for buying apartment buildings. It's attached to monday.com. It is an affiliate link, so they're going to send me a kickback. Not a lot, but a little bit. But you can either download it as an Excel or you can put it on monday.com. Monday.com is pretty cool because it's a project management platform software. It's super cool. I use it all the time for my social media, for my team, tracking deals, doing tasks for everybody. It's, uh, it's actually pretty good. You can track construction. It's a project management platform. It's a really cool Monday, like the day, monday.com. So my due diligence checklist is there for free for you. 
This has been The Naked Truth. Our mission is to give it to you raw. If you got value from this episode, you're invited to leave an honest written review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode. Hmm.